Hey guys. Here we go, Tuesday. Morning, studio. Morning. Morning. All right, let's play a game. Who's the first person you would call on this show if these things happen to you? Okay. All right. You have to pick from people on this show. Yeah. Okay, it got it. It has to be somebody that works here. If you needed a place to hide from the police, who would you call? Ooh. Eddie, who'd you call? Ooh, I would call Ray. Ray's just shady, and I think he'd know exactly <laughs> what to do. Ray, you're shady? I don't know where that came from. I don't but either. Okay. Ray. Ray's a shady dude. Come on. All right, Ray, who is the first person you would call if you needed to hide from the police? I'm going to say Lunchbox. Yeah. I would call him. I'd probably call Lunchbox, too. Just don't call me because I'll turn you in because I don't want to go to jail. <laughs> yeah. See, I, I think Lunchbox would want the reward. Oh, so, I think about it. Get out that. of there. Lunchbox, who would you call? I think I'd call Scuba because he lives far enough out in the woods that I could hide out there and maybe, you know, build a tree tree house and they wouldn't find me. Yeah, a little, little boonies action. Okay. Yeah. All right, next up, who's the first person you would call if you wanted to go out shopping for clothes? Eddie? Yeah, it's easy. Amy. I mean, I feel like Amy's got style. She'd know exactly what to do. Amy would take you to buy guy clothes? I mean, I think. I, see, Amy would know exactly. Yeah, that's weird. What do you mean? Bones, I mean, you'd be pretty good, I guess. No, you picked Amy. Oh, I, I see. I Raymundo, can... who would you call? <laughs> Amy, a female. She'd be good at that. Right, see? Well, I'm I'm shocked. I mean, you are you dress- guys are you guys thinking about this right? I mean, you would call Bobby. That's it's the obvious answer. Bobby's the only guy on this show that dr- dresses with fashion, and he would pick out our clothes a lot better than any girl. I feel like Bones, if you got to pick our clothes, it would just be a hoodie and sweats. Well, it like, depends what it's for, right? But I mean, you have sometimes like don't when you do TV shows, they pick your stuff, right? No, they don't pick it; they just pay for it. Oh, you pick it? Yeah. Huh. Well, I'm, I'm involved. Okay, in it. see, I'm involved in it. <laughs> Uh, Morgan, if you're out shopping for clothes, who would you want to take with you shop for clothes? Oh, that's probably easy for her. Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, that would be Amy for yeah. me. because Amy's you know, not even here guys. and she's winning stuff. <laughs> <laughs> All right, who would you call if you just found $100,000 in a garbage can? Ooh. You can only call one person on the show. You. Oh, I got. I, didn't, I need to answer this stuff. Oh, uh, what, what, what would you do for dress? Probably Amy. <laughs> see, see, it, 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 <laughs> I knew <laughs> Making me feel bad. Uh, you just found $100,000 in a garbage can. Who would you call? You. Lunchbox? Oh, sorry. I, I'd call Eddie. Why? I, I feel like Eddie, he has a big family, and his dad was in, like, he said shady stuff when he was a kid, so he may know how to, like, <laughs> hide that money. Like launder it? Huh. Yeah. I mean, he knows okay. people, I'm sure. Um, Eddie? Uh, you. Why? I don't know. You seem like you're pretty good with money. Like, you'd figure stuff out, and, and I can trust you. Well, that's the part. I right? would say nothing. Right. I could yeah, trust I you with that. Ray, who'd you call? Bones, you would help me reinvest it, and then I'd also put some money towards the show, I guess, invest that as well. <laughs> towards the show? What does that mean? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Make it bigger and then make money in the long run. I don't know. You How know, would you put it towards the show? Part of a company. You, you know we're not a... Like, our <laughs> show is not a stock. <laughs> <laughs> then I'd put it in iHeart, the other half. Okay. <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, let's do one more. Who on the show would you wait, tell? Wait, wait, Bobby, who are you calling? Uh, Eddie. There we go. Yeah, I call Eddie. Just to be like, dude, you'll never believe this. And I'd be like, hey, will you take it with me? We'll, tr- we'll take it to the police station and give it back. What? You would? No. Oh, <laughs> we, then we no. talk about it. No, that's what I would do. I, I'm not getting beat up. I'm not getting killed for some drug money. <laughs> uh, finally, who would you call if you found out you were having a baby? If for some of you guys, it can be another baby. Ray. Lunchbox, probably because he just had one most recently, and I'd say, what do I do? Please tell me. 
Eddie? Yeah, I mean, I've been in this situation before, and you were one of the first people that I told, so why would I change that? Yeah, I would tell you, Eddie. Morgan, who would you tell? I feel like I would call Eddie, because he has four kids. Like, he's experienced a lot of things, and I would need all the advice. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. All right, there, it, it, one final one, a night of fun. Who would you call for a night of Woo! fun? You know how sometimes when people know they're not getting a job, they pull themselves out of consideration? I'll pull myself out of consideration for this one. Because <laughs> you're not. Because I'm not yeah. Mr. Night of Fun. Uh, more, I would go Morgan on this one. Ooh. Eddie? Yeah. Uh, I would go Morgan number two. Ray? Yes. I'm a married, so I got to pick a dude on this one. <laughs> Give me Lunchbox. <laughs> I mean, it's all hypothetical, It's all hypothetical, Ray. dude. You ain't getting in trouble. <laughs> You're not going to get a divorce. <laughs> Lunchbox, go ahead. Uh, it's easy. Morgan number two, because I know she can drink. Ray, I would like to call him, but three drinks in, he'd be already <laughs> That's passed it. out. Night's over. So, yeah, night's over, so I'm going Morgan number two. <laughs> it is time to open up our famous mailbag. You send an email and we read it on the air. It's something we call Bobby's Mailbag. Yeah. Dear Bobby, almost exactly one year ago, my husband interviewed for a job. He was overqualified for the job and was excited for the interview, I thought. The second interview was over Zoom due to COVID, and he bombed. Fast forward one year, there is another job available in the same department at the same business. He's ready. He wants the job this time. We have discussed it at great lengths. Our our daughter is 15 months old, and we are ready to move closer to family and friends, and he is ready for something new. Here's my question. How can you recover after a terrible interview? Can you even? We know a lot of people at the business, and my husband wants to get the job on his own merits. Help. Thanks, Jennifer. We listen every morning in Tacoma, Washington. You know, if I make a a sports analogy, the best defensive backs are the guys that just forgot they got burned. They do get burned. Everybody gets burned. The best quarterbacks are the ones that can eliminate past mistakes like throwing an interception in the last play. You throw interceptions. It's just part of the game. Your husband bombing an interview is just part of life. I bombed interviews. It's just about getting back into it. And if he's nervous, have him over-prepare. Sometimes bombing happens. I've had people, though, bomb interviews with me, but they were so qualified that I was like, you know, I need to talk to them again. I've had people kill interviews and not get it. So it's also depending on what's happening there. If they feel like he's qualified for the job and, he's, and they want him, they're going to find a way. I was thinking about this the other day. Abby, our phone screener, who does a ton for not only me on the show, but on the Nashville Podcast Network that I run and that I own. Like, Abby came, applied for the job, didn't get it, wrote a thank you note. And I was like, she didn't get the job. She wrote me a really nice thank you note. When that job opened back up because the person quit, I was like, you know who I should really should look at a little more is Ab- this is Abby. That's cool. Ab- hired Abby. Now she's like producing segments. She's answering her phone. She's working. <laughs> Abby, I was walking out of the building last week and she goes, hey, and I like Abby a lot. She's like, hey, can I, let me talk to you for a second. I was like, what's up? She goes, I got you this gift. She's like, it's not much, but it's for your birthday. She gave me three Arkansas golf balls and some Arkansas tees. She put time into that. I don't know why I didn't hire you off the interview, Abby. <laughs> maybe you bombed the interview. Who knows? I probably did. No, I'm just kidding. Um, um, maybe. Anyway, this segment wasn't about you, but you're, you're here. And just, just hello, Hi. Abby. Hi. Hello. But just, well, to, um, just to show you all the things that kind of factor in. Smile. Talk about what he's good at. Block out that from the past. It's hard to do, but you can do it. He's going to have to eventually. And go get that job. Play some the White Stripes. Oh, yeah. That's what you recommend. Seven Nation Army. Get hyped up. But it's hyped up, but stay calm. Oh, yeah. And go nail that interview. You're going to bomb interviews at some point in your life anyway. It's out of the way now. And then what's some, like, job interview advice you have? Ask questions. Yeah. I just had to interview some people for a, whole, for a, a new job. 
and I come in, I do the whole spiel. This is what it is. You have any questions? No, I don't think so. Then you don't care enough to ask questions. You don't care enough. You have questions about anything. You really ask questions. They may ask you to ask questions, but even if they don't ask questions, they're going to be like, wow, this guy's super tuned in here. He can do it. You can do it. I have faith. Jennifer, thank you very much for emailing me. That's the mailbag. We got your email and we read it on the air. Now it's time to close Bobby's mailbag. Yeah. All right, Jason in Boise, Idaho. You're on right now. What's going on? Good. And morning, studio. Morning. Morning. I had a question for you guys. I'm, uh, I'm about a month out from asking my girlfriend to marry me. We've been together two years. I'm trying to decide whether I should involve her family in the proposal and let them see it in person or if I should do it beforehand and then have like an event afterwards where we go to so she can show her whole family. Yeah, I think this is a logistics question. Like, do they live close enough to have them near? Yeah, they, they all live within about 20 minutes of our house. And is she very close to our family? She's really close with 90% of them. But you wouldn't have that other 10% at the proposal, would you? No, I don't think so. Uh, I don't know if they'll have time. They're, they're kind of in and out. They go on trips all the time, so I haven't had a chance to talk to them yet. Classic. But I know that about 90% <laughs> of them could be there. This is what I would say. If she's close to her family and you can make it happen in the way that you envision the proposal, why not have them there? I mean, do you think she would like it if her family was there? Yes or no? Yes. Okay, there's your answer. Boom. That's it. The case is closed. Now it's making sure it's still a special moment for her and making sure her big mouth family doesn't ruin it. <laughs> That's true. That's tough. The more people you tell, the more people that could tell her or they could even inadvertently let her know. That's dangerous. Loose lips sink ships. That's right. So I think you should have them there. I think you need to know who you can trust. You let them know first and you help have them help you kind of plan how to get other people involved. I've never done anything like that, like any kind of like tell a bunch of people but keep it a secret. So when do you tell them? The day before? Like, I think you tell the ones that you can trust first and go, hey, what would be the best way to create this and get other people involved? Mm. Because they can even wrangle in the Big Mouth family and be like, hey, we don't forget, we need to go to the playground at 2 p.m. Yeah, that way you don't have to do all of it. And they may not even know. Like, some people won't even know until day of, but you, just, you can use other family members to get their schedule clear. That's good. So, yeah, I say you do that. With us, it was a bit different whenever, like, I let, I, I, call, I called Caitlin's dad, and I was like, hey, so I'm going to propose. You cool with that? <laughs> Ask for his blessing. On right? the phone. Yeah. Because well, he's in Oklahoma. he lives in Oklahoma, right? And I wasn't going to see him. That's a tough call to make on the phone. It just feels awkward because you're like, is <laughs> hello? Hey, man, I remember being in the car driving up the road. I was like, hey, man. And I didn't go. You call him, man. I don't know. What's up, dog? Well, because I don't really have a name. <laughs> I don't know what to call him as a name. Because I don't call him by his first name. Uh-huh. I don't call him Mr. Parker. Bro, I call him bruh. <laughs> so you just say, hey, Mostly man. I just look at him and say, hey. What's up? And I, know, and I know when he's on the phone, he knows I'm talking to him. <laughs> right. It's just you two, right? So I think he answered. Like, be him, answer. Okay, hello? Hey, so I'm going to propose... I think that's kind of how it Wow, went. just like that? Well, because I knew it was going to be awkward, so I just went right to it. And then he went, who's this? <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. I think I said, hey, I'm going to propose. I just want to make sure that you're cool with that. And before he answered, I think then I started pleading my case. Oh, no. Like, no, no, listen, man. I love her. <laughs> I'm a good guy. Right, listen, listen. <laughs> I, and then he took a breath and was like, hey, I feel really great about this. I'm glad you're doing it. I know you take care of her. And he was super cool. 
I wasn't, but it wasn't really my role to be cool. Yeah, well, you got to understand he's been there before. He's already done that. You know, so so you he, mean he asked. Sure, he's done that with yeah. his wife or yeah. his his father-in-law, whatever. And now he sees you doing it. You've never done this before in your life, so you're scared. I was like, "Don't answer." I'll, I'll do it in voicemail. <laughs> hey, man. So uh, I'm gonna leave this voicemail. I'm gonna ask for her hand in marriage. If it's cool, just uh, like leave me a voicemail back. <laughs> yeah, I may have or have not already done it <laughs> by the time you call back. That's an awkward conversation, though. Have you already asked Jason for? You know her dad or whomever her dad figure is? No, I'm going to... Uh, I have not. I'm going to be doing that in about a week and a half. One of the most awkward conversations I've ever had with a human was that. And it was on the phone. And it wasn't his fault. It was all mine. You asked your wife's dad. <laughs> on the phone. You did? On the I, phone? Well, I called him from the restaurant. So I really waited for the... Like, to the last minute. You called him within half an hour from the proposal? Half an hour, yeah. I said, hey, so we're having dinner right now. I'm in the bathroom at the restaurant. Uh, right after dinner, I'm going to ask your daughter to marry me and just want to get What if he said no? Oh, come on. I, you you don't go into that scenario thinking they're going to say no. Like, you already have an idea that he's going to say yes. Raymundo, did you ask your wife's dad, like, in a field or something? Yeah, I drove to the country. He was cutting down a tree. He had a chainsaw in his hand, and that's when I asked him <laughs> if I could marry his daughter. Mm. And what was his answer? He faked like he was revving up the chainsaw again, and then he turned off. He's like, I'm just kidding. He's like, what do you want to talk about? And I was like, okay. But he knew, right? He did. He had an idea because I had to call him on the phone before and say, hey, man, I got something serious I want to talk to you about. Uh. What could it possibly be? He already knew yeah. that it was that. Lunchbox, talk to your wife's dad? Nope. <laughs> Didn't talk to him because my wife's the one that we, my brother was going to get married, and we were talking on the phone, and she was like, oh, I think we should get married. And I said, are you serious? And she said, yeah. I said, okay. So there was never a talk with her father about getting married because she kind of brought it up on the phone. Then her and her sister and her mom went and picked out an engagement ring, and I never and so I never saw her dad before we were engaged. He should have that conversation with his father-in-law now, like, hey, or like a check-in. Are like, you how am I doing? Right, how am I doing? Or were you ever cool with me marrying your daughter? When did you get cool with me marrying your daughter? <laughs> yeah, because I wonder if he he was probably against it. I mean, I don't know why. I think you paint yourself in your head as some bad boy. Well, I mean, he 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 knows my past, you know. He's What's your her, past? What is your past? Oh man, Playboy, jail, Playboy, jail. <laughs> Does anyone Criminal. think of Playboy in the first hundred things you think about lunchbox? No. Yeah. Um. Well, listen, Jason, that's pretty awesome. Congratulations to you. I think you get her family involved. I think you let the ones know that you trust first, and then closer to the day, you can let in the people that jibber jabber a lot more. Okay. Okay. I like that idea. All right, bud. Good, good luck. Thank you. All right, bye-bye. Bye. When I proposed, you know, I'd, I'd built the inside of our old barn. She had no idea. Candles and trees and all that. You know, so we finished, and her parents weren't there. They live in Oklahoma. But I told her dad when I was going to do it. And so Caitlin FaceTimed her mom after it was over to show her that, you know, she had a ring on and that I just proposed. And her mom was like, oh. And, and I had no idea. She was like, we're like two miles down the road. They drove from Oklahoma just to be there for that. They stayed like an hour, and they had to drive back because her dad had to get to work the next day. Oh, that's great. But they wanted to be there. And Caleb was like, oh, you got my parents here. And I was like, oh, I had no idea they were here. <laughs> oh, you said that? Yeah, I was like, I think you'd be like, yes, I did. <laughs> I was like, I had no idea. I'll be honest with you. Bobby Bones. The latest from Nashville and Hollywood. Morgan number two's 30-second skinny. Brian Kelly of Florida Georgia Line released his first solo EP called BK's Wave Pack. Here's a clip of one of the songs. Yeah, they call me Beach Cowboy. Sand Cruiser Fat Tire Turquoise. 
Got a shark tooth on my bolo. Saddle up, paddle up my yolo. E-B-O-K-I-H, your boy BK, going John Wayne on these waves. Yeah, they call me Beach Cowboy. Thomas Rhett released the title song off his upcoming new album coming out on April 30th. Here's the song, Country Again. And I wouldn't change the things I've done or the places that I've been. Man, it feels good to be country again. Miranda Lambert shared what her family is most proud of her for. Probably that I'm the same exact person that rolled out of Lindell, Texas when I was 19. I think a lot of it has to do with my upbringing and my foundation. I'm Morgan number two. That's your skinny. Come on. It's time for the good news. With producer Eddie. Tell me something good. Anyone that knows me knows I love Whataburger. And so I saw in the news recently that because of the pandemic last year, they were asked their employees to do a lot of work, doing overtime and things like that, just to keep the restaurant afloat. So now the Whataburger, the company, has awarded their employees over $90 million in bonuses across the whole company. That's crazy. That's so much money. It's a lot of money, and but I, that's because they're thankful. They're like, without you, we wouldn't even be around anymore. So pretty amazing. It is amazing. And I get it. They're a massive company, but $90 million to the most massive of companies. Like, good for them. That's yeah. a lot of money. They also said, too, there's a, these different plans that they created, too, where they're matching 401ks and things like that. So it doesn't stop with them. I love Whataburger. All right, shout out Whataburger. <laughs> That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. What's happening, friends? Okay, so just a reset. Shaq goes into a jewelry store. He's looking for some earrings. He sees a guy that's trying to pay off his engagement ring. It's currently on layaway. And Shaq goes, hey, I'll pay for that. Now, Shaq didn't record this. Shaq didn't post this, but it got posted. It was in the news. Lunchbox was upset because he once went into a sub shop and bought everybody Subway sandwiches and wasn't on the news. Right, Lunchbox? Correct. No recognition whatsoever. Not even a newspaper article. <laughs> right. And you even called the news yourself to tip them off about it. Yes, I called and said, hey, there was this guy who came in. His name was Lunchbox. Did a great deed. I think you guys should do a news story. And they're like... Yeah, sure. And they hung up. So he's been pretty upset about this over the last few days. <sighs> However, he has now tried to one-up Shaq. Have you guys Ooh, heard this yet? No, we have not. <laughs> Lunchbox is bound to determine to get some recognition for something. <laughs> All right, so what'd you do? So I called a grocery store, and I was like, you know, Shaq paid for a little engagement ring. Why don't I surprise someone with free groceries? I'll call, and I'll just say, hey, whoever's in line, let me buy their groceries for them, and, you know, then you can call the news and tell them about me. So I called the grocery store. Okay, here we go. Do you want to say what store this is? Uh, it's uh, one that's like a dollar store, dollar general, dollar tree. <laughs> uh-huh. You know, I don't want to say na- exact name. Just say dollar in the title. I think you might have said the exact name in all those you said. <laughs> Okay, here we go. Here's Lunchbox trying to get the recognition that he says he deserves. Go ahead. How can I help you? Uh, yeah, you know what I mean? This is Lunchbox from the Bobby Bone Show. And listen, uh, what is the next person in line? Like, wh- how many groceries do they have? What can I do for you? I yeah. I, well, I want to do something special for your next customer. I want to pay for all their groceries. You know, Shaq went into a diamond store and he bought an engagement ring and it got all over the news. So I want to do something special so I can get all over the news and I want to pay for their groceries. Well, that's very nice of you. I'm 
actually at the front of the store right now, but I'm curious how you expect to go about doing this. Yeah, I'll send you a Venmo or I can give you my credit card number, whatever way. I mean, I got PayPal, too, if you take PayPal, whatever it is. And then I'll make the news and we'll all be happy and I'll buy however. What do they got? Well, sorry, I can tell you right now, as I said, I'm standing here. I, the next person in line has uh, about 20 to 30 items. Boom, 20 to 30 items. How much will that be? If you add all that up in your head, how much will I be spending today? Well, we, we'll be adding it up, but uh, how are you expecting to do this? Like, uh, you know, I, I can't really do this over the phone, so would you be able to come into the store? All right, my, you want my credit card number now? Let's do it. Let's make dreams come true. Make me famous. Here, you ready? Write this down. <laughs> it's 4400. Hello? Are we still paying for the groceries? Huh. Wait, was that it? She just laid the phone down? She hung up. So I'm confused. What? Uh, they don't she, allow. They don't allow that. She didn't allow it. She wasn't going to allow it over the phone. She was like, "If you want to come into the store," and I was like, "No, no, here to take my credit card number." And I started giving her my credit card and click. Well, why don't you go to the store and do that then? There's like ten of these stores here in town. I know. I was busy. And I, also, I don't think the best way is like I want to get famous. And so, <laughs> like, I think if you approached it as you want to do it to help somebody out, you know, time's been tough. Oh. And, I think that would probably be the way. I would encourage you to go to the store. Okay. I, I just, I, I was like, I was like, oh, if Shaq did it, what if I just call a store? I thought it'd be super easy, and I thought they'd be super welcoming and have me buy the groceries, and it'd be that easy. But, dang, man, trying to get on the news is hard. Two, two tips I give you. One, go to the store. Shaq was at the store, right? Shaq okay. didn't call and be like, hey, I want to buy that girl's engagement ring. No, he was there. Secondly... You have to actually mean it from your heart, even if you're faking people out. Like, you have to go and be like, hey, everybody, don't yell you want to be famous. Don't yell call the news. You just have to hope they do that organically. So you do it, and you don't even say who you are. You have to hope somebody recognizes you and then posts it. Oh, man, that's a risk because that's a waste of – I mean, if they don't even – I mean, if they don't recognize me – then I just wasted like 30, 40 bucks. Put a, wear a t-shirt that says, my name is Lunchbox from the Bobby <laughs> Bone Show. Have someone record you like a side person that's with you. Oh, like I could take my wife with me. She yeah. record it and then she anonymously, however you say that yeah. word, yes, posts anonymously it. posts it. <laughs> yep. Okay. Or you could just have her send it to Morgan and be like, someone sent this anonymous video in of Lunchbox buying someone's groceries. Oh, that's a good idea. All right. I'll do that next. And what's the goal again? Just so I'm right. It's to help people out, right? It's to help people out and get me on the news. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. <sighs> um, yeah, so do that, and we'll work, we'll work forward from there, okay? All right, sounds good. Every, every step we take, <laughs> even if it's a wrong step, at least we're learning every step of the way. Why am I a part of this to try to get him on the news? Yeah, I don't know. You're, don't you're know. in it now. Okay, now it's my goal to get him on the news. <laughs> You know, sometimes we talk about how dumb it would be to steal an ambulance. <laughs> just because it's like, oh, there's an ambulance stolen. You can just get a helicopter and find the ambulance. It's different than stealing like a white Camry. Because there are 10,000 white Camrys, but this one's even dumber. A guy in Oklahoma City thought it would be a good idea to steal a Doritos truck. And this is like almost an 18-wheeler sized truck. And it has a big wrap around it that says Doritos. <laughs> How easy would it be to spot this stolen truck? This is easier than an ambulance. I mean, the guy looks like Lunchbox who stole the truck, too. Oh, boy. The dude in question, Joshua Carp, stole the truck, 
Obviously, it was a layup for cops who spotted it because it's a truck with chips all over the side of it. Police chased him through three counties, 90 minutes in all. They had to shoot the tires out of the Doritos truck. Nice. This is bizarre. One, that he would steal it. Two, that it turned... You're caught. You're not going to outrun a cop in a Doritos truck. <laughs> That's no chance. It's it not can't. a Tesla Doritos <laughs> no. truck, right? That cop said, I would love to know the motivation of stealing a truck that's very, very easy to spot and doesn't go very fast. Easy. What, the chips inside, right? I, the story doesn't say if there were chips inside or if he had time to even have a chip. <laughs> he was eating chips the whole time. <laughs> I, I would think there, there aren't any chips in the cab, right? They're all in the back. <laughs> yeah. So maybe his goal was to drive this truck far away, steal all the chips, eat and sell them, and then get out of town. Wait, was he a kid? Because I'm thinking, like, how cool would it be to show up at, like, you're having a party Friday night, and you show up in a stolen Doritos truck, and you're like, I brought chips! That'd be pretty dumb, because <laughs> uh, he is not a kid. He looks like he's about uh, 30 years old. Okay, well, who knows then? It does not say that alcohol was involved, but there has to be something involved, right? Something. <laughs> uh, so there's that story. Here's another crazy food story. A guy used a bicycle as a weapon against an Applebee's cook during a bizarre outburst. The suspect allegedly made a scene at one of the restaurant's chain Wisconsin locations. He yelled racial slurs at other customers, including kids. When authorities later located the man, they found an explosive in the bag, dynamite, that he was carrying. Mm. He yelled and screamed at customers and, again, just went berserk. Again, he carried the bicycle that he tried to attack the cook with. As he ran. Why not ride the bike away? I mean, you're really going to get away. Get on the bike and go find your buddy who stole the Doritos truck and get out of town together. (laughs) Yeah, they're friends for sure. Uh, The police said they discovered a quarter stick of dynamite in the bag. What happened was he had the bike and he had taken it into the restaurant. And so they needed someone. I'm assuming the cook was kind of the, the big dude, you know, that they were using as the bouncer. They're like, can somebody make this guy get out of here? And the cook goes, I'll do it. And he walks out there, and the guy's like, you're not going to tell me what to do. And he starts ramming the bike Ooh. into him, swung it at the cook. The cook was hit in the abdomen, and then the guy got out of town Ooh. and ran away with the bike. That's like pushing a car. It's like the cops are chasing you because you stole a car, <laughs> and you're pushing the car instead of in it. Uh, those are a couple of bizarre stories I saw this morning. All right, let's go over and hear some voicemails. Uh, this is a voicemail we got last night. Uh, let's do number three, Raymundo. This is No Name from Tucson, Arizona. Good morning. I wanted to find out. You guys switched stations in my town, and I don't know if I just haven't heard it, but I'm really missing the Friday morning dance party. So I'm hoping it hasn't gone anywhere. I love it, and it really brings a shine to my Fridays. Appreciate that call. We are now in Tucson on 92.9 The Bull. They put us on a bigger signal there. So we're doing the dance parties, which, by the way, I think tomorrow... We're going to do a little pop-up dance party. I feel oh. like the midweek dance party is needed. Is this it the be, official announcement well, right it here? It is. I'm not telling you what time, oh. though. It could be at any time during the show. It won't be at normal time. But tomorrow, pop-up dance party. Uh, let's do the fourth one up on the list, Ray. This is Chris from Portland, Oregon. Bobby, I just wanted to let you know that I saw the first ad for your Nat Geo show, and even though it's not available, I went in there, and I've got it to be added, so I'll be watching for you. Thank you. Hey, have a great day. Bye. Thank you, Chris. My show goes live May 31st on Nat Geo. I cannot wait. Um, 
I lived. I don't want to spoil, but I did live through the whole season. <laughs> Spoiler alert. But it was a little dicey. <laughs> May 31st on Nat Geo. The Show. Here's Amy's pile of stories. All right. Four things you can do in under 10 minutes to increase your happiness for free. I'm going to tell you now. I'm Bobby. I'm obviously in for Amy. We are hoping that Amy is back next week. Number one, message someone you know. Reach out to someone you haven't spoken to in a while. Even if it's just to send them a funny photo or a fun memory that you had. I think that's a nice nice little thing for us all to try. That's a little challenge. Good. Like everybody on the show, reach out to somebody that you haven't spoken to in oh. at least a year. Wow. Okay. Wow. We got to think about this one. In at least a year, send a message. I'll check in with you tomorrow. Send a message and just check in and see how you feel <laughs> and see what they say back. Okay. This is a cool experiment. All right. Number two, organize your errands. Organize all the small errands you need to do. Start checking them off. Planning like that helps reduce procrastination so we feel less stressed out. Number three, check your vacation day balance. Knowing how many days you have and thinking about what you may do with them allows you to visualize actually taking a vacation. And then finally, watch relaxing videos. When you have a spare couple of minutes, try watching something relaxing on the internet. For example, nature videos are especially good for this. (laughs) But our goal from this is to all reach out to somebody we haven't spoken to in a year. Good? Good. Get on that? Got right. it. Next up, fast food workers are sharing the best things on their menus that no one ever orders. So from Popeyes, it's the Popeyes apple pie. Quote, it's deep fried like the McDonald's one used to be, and it is so good. Never had that. From Wendy's, it's a side of melted cheese. Quote, you can order a cup of melted cheese at Wendy's to dip your fries and nuggets in. Yummy. Did not know that. That's like queso or what? Yes. It's not like a, it's not like a slice of cheese in a cup. It's like, I think it's, I know I do think it's just melted cheese, Eddie. I don't, <laughs> okay. I do think it's a slice of cheese in a cup, but it's not a slice anymore, obviously. Interesting. McDonald's cheap Big Mac, it says. Quote, if you want a Big Mac for a fraction of the cost... Order a McDouble with no mustard or ketchup and add shredded lettuce and mac sauce. Yeah, that's I think that's on the dollar menu. Well, it just sounds like you're making a Big Mac and going around the rules. <laughs> you're making it yourself? Yeah, well, it's just, you're, yeah, you're kind of cheating. Yeah, I um, mean, I've always wondered why the double burger is cheaper than the Big Mac, but it's really, it's in the dollar menu. The Taco Bell Cheesy Doritos Gordita Crunch. It's a cheesy gordita crunch, but you can get it with a Dorito shell on the inside. Mm. Morgan, you ever get that? You're a Taco Bell connoisseur. Oh, yeah. I've gotten it before. It's not my favorite, but I have gotten it. What is your favorite order at Taco Bell since you go every week? Well, it's the cheesy Fiesta potatoes or the cheesy potato grill. Or the oh, boy. Here we go. Oh, boy. Here we go. <laughs> and then it was a Mexican pizza. Yeah, exactly. also <laughs> <laughs> and then finally, Subway has the chicken pizziola. I just don't want to get pizza when I go to Subway, you know? Nah, nah. We want a sandwich. When you walk into a Subway, what is it? What does that smell remind you of? Mm. Like you mean like a deli smell? I for me, it's just high school. It reminds me of maybe early college because there was a Subway near, and I always ate at Subway. Like it, it, it has a smell that reminds me of a time in my life. I don't know that I get to Subway a lot now because there aren't any near me, but I like Subway. But I was at Subway probably four or five times a week in early college and in early when I lived in Austin because there was one near where I lived. Do you have that sort of memory with Subway at all? I mean, I do. It's just kind of, you're right. It's a, it's a very unique smell that only exists in a subway, but I don't, I don't know what that smell is. For me, Waffle House is freshman and sophomore year of college. 
every night was at Waffle House mm. after class because I had to eat and study for the next morning. After radio, I drive an hour, eat at Waffle House, get home about 2 or 3 in the morning, wake up at 7, do it again. Grinding. People used to tell me, life gets so much easier after college. Contrary, mon frere, not true. <laughs> I kill myself in college. Uh, next up, there's a running joke now on social media where people are picking sides based on the vaccine they got. So people are repping Team Pfizer, Team Moderna, or Team J&J. Eddie, what team are you on? Pfizer. Well, only because that's what I got, not that I was part of any team. Well, yeah, we none of us got to choose. We didn't get a vending machine and get to pick the vaccine we got, but You Pfizer. say that, you say that, but people, I hear conversations and people are just like, no, 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 I'm going to get the Johnson & Johnson. Like, how do you even decide that? You don't, unless you know where, pl- I didn't. I just showed up and was happy to get my vaccine. And what team are you? Uh, Pfizer. Pfizer, yeah. yeah. Lunchbox? Pfizer for life. Getting the tattoo. Dang. The P team coming in hard. I mean, for life. <laughs> P team representing. Raymundo? Pfizer as well. Wow. wow. We don't do that Moderna crap. Yeah, come on. Uh, Caitlin got Moderna. Oh. Yo. And you're going to stay with her? Oh. You're still going to marry her? Oh, no. <laughs> Morgan, you don't have a shot yet, right? No, and I think if I end up getting one soon, it'll be the Johnson. So, Ooh. the Johnson and Johnson. Johnson and yeah. Johnson. Let's go with that. Let's say let's say Johnson and Johnson, not just the Johnson. Okay. <laughs> just because. Just because. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, there you go. Hey, Scuba, have, do you have a uh, vaccine yet? I do not, but I'm looking for the OG, Miss Moderna. That's the what? OG. Yeah, Moderna. Uh, I told somebody the other day, maybe I said this on the air, that they, they said, hey, what shot did you get? I said, I got the Adidas one. And they were like, what? I said, well, they had them outside of Dick's Sporting Goods, and so I just took that one. <laughs> out of gift card. Well, they thought, I was, they thought I was serious. Not true. And there's also not a third shot. I was kidding about that on Instagram. My vaccine humor is not, it's not being taken very well, guys. People kind of take that serious, yeah, man. I yeah, I guess not. That was Amy's pile of stories. It's time for the good news. With Lunchbox. Tell me something good. A family in New York had the scare of a lifetime when their two-year-old wandered away from the house. They couldn't find her, and there's woods everywhere, so they call police. And this trooper's looking, looking. An hour later, he's on top of, like, a mountain, and he looks down, and he spots the pink jacket. He sees the little girl, so he climbs down through the woods, up a hill. Fifteen minutes later, he finds her sitting by a stream. Oh, wow. Scary. And here's some audio of him talking about the girl. She was laying on her stomach on a rock, and I ran over to her as quick, calling her name, ran over to her as quick as possible, and uh, I saw her arm move, and I knew she was alive, and uh, my heart just dropped, and I was so, I was so excited, and I ran up, and she hugged me immediately. Two, two years old. Two years old. Crazy. Glad he found her. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. We got a voicemail here from Lisa in Boston. We're celebrating my husband's 60th birthday. We're at the ocean, and we were just playing poker. And for a bet, if I won, my husband had to listen to the podcast because he doesn't listen, and I listen every day. If I lost, I can't tell you what that was, but I won. Love you guys. I appreciate that. I'm also glad you didn't share the other one, too. I don't want to know what it is. Oh, you do? And I want to know what the husband thinks after he listens. Okay. Let us know. Give us an update on the voicemail. Let's go over and do the morning corny. The morning corny. Amy usually does this, and she comes to this with more passion and flair. (laughs) You're not in the mood or what? I'm not in the mood. You guys just never laugh. I mean, they're not funny. I've got three of them. Ready? What's even better than Ted dancing? 
What's even better than Ted dancing? Ted singing and dancing. <laughs> okay, I like that. <laughs> For your kids at home, he was in Cheers. Right, he's an old actor. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. What did Eminem say when 50 Cent made him a sweater? What did Eminem say when 50 Cent made him a sweater? G-Unit. <laughs> G-Unit. Explain that one. G-Unit. G-Unit. The Cent's group. And then also G-Unit. Like yeah, knitting. I like it. Okay. Those are pretty good, huh? They're pretty good. Here's one more. Why couldn't the pirate learn the alphabet? Why couldn't the pirate learn the alphabet? Because he was always lost at sea. Oh, that's good. Thank you. All right, clap it out. There it is. Yeah. Thank you very much. That was the morning corny. Haley in Sarasota, Florida is on right now. Haley, what's going on? Oh, hey. Oh, my gosh. I can't believe I'm talking to you. Um, So my boyfriend is trying to, like, buy a ring for me to propose or whatever, and we've been together for three years. But he can't decide, and so I suggested that I just go in with him. Yeah. And he kind of got offended by it, but I told him, like, it's not a big deal. Because, I mean, obviously we're going to be together forever. Like, I'd just rather go down to the courthouse. So I don't know, like, did it hurt his feelings that I, I want to go? Or... I don't know. I think that's a good question. For me, it was one of two ways. It was either I was not going to tell Caitlin at all, and then I was going to surprise her with the proposal, or if she knew it was coming, I would rather just have her help me pick. It was surprise her totally or totally fulfill her personal desire for the ring that she exactly Hmm. wanted, right? The middle ground's weird here. Like, you know he's looking, but he won't let you look with him. That, to me, feels a bit... That wouldn't have been the road I would have driven down. If he wanted to surprise you and not tell you, I get it. But now he should let you be a part of it. He doesn't have to tell you when it's coming. But I think here are two things that I would do. One, I would say, hey, just let me go with you. I already know. Then we don't have to worry about if I love it. I don't have to you know, act like I don't like it in case, in case you don't nail it. That's one. And two, go, okay, I'll go with you, but don't tell me when you're proposing. Like if you want some element of surprise, we'll go pick it out and then surprise Surprise my face off. Like, do something amazing. I'll not even be nosy and ask when you're going to do it. Um, I think he wants to still have some sort of element of surprise is what it sounds like. And I respect that, but I think it's a weird, I'm going to get you the ring. You know I'm going to get you the ring, but I'm not going to let you see it type thing. You can also just tell him exactly what you like, what shape you like, what kind of setting you like, what kind of cut. Listen, I learned because I had to go do it. All those things. Mm-hmm. I know Amy's not here, but, and Amy helped me a little bit. Have I told you, she went to the, after I picked it out already, she went with me my second time to the place and like, okayed it. Okayed it, not no changes? There were no changes, but if there, if there was something that she wouldn't have liked. You would have respected that. And- uh-huh. If she, cause Amy and Caitlin are very close. I would say they are closer personally now than Amy and I are because Caitlin's with her all the time off the, off, she, they're like BFFs now. Um, and Amy and I are, are long life, super close. But I knew Amy would know if it was something Caitlin would be grossed out by. And she was like, no, this is perfect. This is great. I co-sign. And I was like, why don't you co-sign on that payment then? <laughs> <laughs> Little halfsies? <laughs> yeah, she didn't want to do that. Um, that's what I say, Haley. Have that conversation with him. Like, hey, I should go. It's not a surprise, but we can make a surprise something else. Or if you're not going to let me go, let me tell you exactly what kind of ring I want. And then you go find it and let's move on. Okay. How do you feel about that? Right. Do, you, do, you, do you feel like he'll listen? Do you, do you want me to call him? I'll call him. So, I'll call him on the air, Haley. 
So he's already getting a whole bunch of pressure, like, from his family. I mean, we've been together for three years. We have a two-year-old, like, you know, we're moving forward in our life. And I'm just like, hmm. And he introduces everybody, like, that I'm his, you know, his fiance, his wife. And I'm like, last time I checked, there's no ring on my finger. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> well, maybe it's a pooper get off the pot thing to make him move along. Like, hey, let's go. Like, I need to get, we need to get married by this date. So let's let's get a ring. Let's go. Go whatever you got to do. Go do it. Come on, because he's here, God, We're dumb. Yeah. We're, we're cavemen. Duh, we don't know which one to pick. <laughs> like really, sometimes you have to help guys make a decision. So try those techniques. Let me know how it goes. Okay. Okay, we'll do. Thank you for calling. Do you feel okay about that advice? Oh yeah, no, I feel good. I'm just gonna put him in the car and we're just gonna go. I love it. I love that. <laughs> yeah. Here we are. We're here. Let's go. All right. Thanks, Haley. Have a good day. I think this will both be entertaining and informative. So on with us now is Dr. Unger on Instagram at Dr. Jacob Unger of Maxwell Aesthetics. Dr. Unger, how are you? I'm doing great. Glad to have you. Let me just read a few credentials about Dr. Unger here. He is a board-certified plastic surgeon. He works at St. Thomas Midtown Hospital and owns Maxwell Aesthetics in town, where he does Botox, breast implants, and other plastic surgeries. He specializes in face, breast, body, and skin treatments. How we know him is Bay, Ray's wife. She fought and beat breast cancer, and he did her procedure afterward. And since they had a relationship, now Ray went in and got Botox. <laughs> and, and that's where... So, just so everybody knows where we are in this. Hey, Dr. Unger, how many guys come in for Botox? I would say more and more. It's probably about... 10 to 20 percent. Wow, that much. And how much does Botox cost if I go in, if I and, and get the needle in the head, and then I also, like, how long do I have to wait to have to get another shot as well? Well, someone with your level of uh, stress and anxiety, probably more than others. But, um, you know, our team's really good and just uses what you need. So it's on a per unit basis, and different faces need different amounts. It's about 13 bucks per unit, and you need anywhere from 10 to 50 units, I'd say. Okay, so you're talking about a few hundred bucks if you come in for Botox. Yeah, probably. Is that what you do the most of daily? Me personally, no. So I I have nurse practitioners in the office that help with a lot of that. I spend most of my time doing surgery. Which leads me to some questions. I was thinking about this over the weekend. How often do people come in with a picture of somebody famous or a cousin and go, Dr. Unger, make me look like this person? Not as much as maybe happened in like the 90s and 2000s when there's all those TV shows on, you know, like The Swan and all these celebrity shows. People are, have kind of gotten a little more educated. And what I really try to do is enhance people's kind of natural features and just make things harmonious and look appropriate and non-operated. So some famous person's nose on your face is going to look weird, right? So you just want to do things that look appropriate and elegant, and it's much more of a nuanced conversation than make me look like a famous person. Well, what's up with Pete with the deviated septums, right? Like, people go, I got a deviated septum, got to get a nose job. Like, for real, what's the percentage <laughs> of people with actual deviated septums that need rhinoplasty versus those that don't? Well, there's functional nose surgery, and then there's aesthetic nose surgery. And they do go hand in hand because obviously you're operating on the same body part. But a lot of people have breathing problems, whether it's a sports injury or just the way the nose grows over time. So even people who come in for purely aesthetic or cosmetic reasons, like I just want a straighter nose and no hump and a cuter tip, they tend to breathe better 
afterwards anyway. A lot of people just have kind of crooked septums, which is just that piece of cartilage that runs through the middle of the nose. And it's a very tight passageway. So if it's bent to one side or the other, it does make it harder to breathe. So I'd say the majority of people who get rhinoplasty do end up breathing better afterwards. Since you're a doctor, do you watch doctor TV yeah. shows at all? And then it, it, what, what is misrepresented about what you do the most? Oh, I mean, of course I do. How do you think I learned everything? Um, <laughs> no, I, I, I don't watch much TV at all these days. I don't find much time for it. But the majority of doctor shows are just kind of way over-dramatized. I, I actually think the best show of all time, doctor-wise, was probably Scrubs, if you remember back in the day. That was a fairly accurate representation of, like, <laughs> residency life. So what would you say the biggest misconception is about what you do as a plastic surgeon? Because I think you just go in and make, all right, everybody wants bigger boobs, line up, we're about to make them. <laughs> like, that's what I think yeah. of. <laughs> that's the public common perception. And so plastic surgery is a lot of things. It's kind of, we consider ourselves the surgeon surgeon. So we solve really complex surgical problems soft tissue problems like post-traumatic injuries, a lot of cancer reconstruction. You know, a large part of my practice is breast cancer reconstruction. So kind of rebuilding people and allowing them to regain uh, normal function and form. And then if you continue along that continuum, the aesthetic arena is enhancing and improving form and function. So it's not just making boobs bigger. It's, um, it's a lot of cancer and traumatic reconstruction, too. And that's how we know you, because you worked with Ray's wife, Bay. You know, in her cancer journey, she, she fought it, she beat it, and then she went to you to uh, get her breast reconstructed. And when do you get into that process with her? We do that in the very first step. So I work with the oncologic or the cancer surgeon. At the same time that the breast tissue or the entire breast is removed, I get to work on reconstructing the breast. We work at the exact same time. So patients go to sleep with cancer. They wake up, God willing, without cancer and with the beginnings of the reconstruction. So you're there from the beginning. Are you almost like Very someone smart. they have to lean on to for support? My goal in most cases is to create a shape and give women back their sense of confidence and maybe even improve things beyond what they came in with. So it's a, it's a very long journey. That's, that's what I love about breast cancer reconstruction. I mean, Bay is an amazing patient, an amazing person, and most of our patients are just incredible people, and you get to really connect to them and be an important part of their life and their cancer journey, and it's long-term. I mean, Bay can never get rid of me. You know, I have to see her every year or forever because I'll always check on her and make sure everything's going well and looking right, and I'm kind of there with her for forever. I got, like, over my, my belt line, I got just a little pooch now. You know, I, how, how much... Pooch, do I need to do pooch removal? <laughs> uh, it all depends on your personal pooch preferences. So, my, pre uh, my preference is no pooch, Dr. Unger. Well, then we can get rid of it, man. Come on in. Let's go. <laughs> I'll see you tomorrow well, morning. What, what would happen if I said, hey, I was like, I'm like, you know, five to seven pounds more than I want to be. I, I'm getting married in July and I come and I show you and I'm like, you know, I take my fingers and I kind of show you that, that pooch. <laughs> what, what do I have to do then? What do we do? How long am I out? How good am I going to look? Talk me through it. Well, you're going to look amazing. It, it really, you know, I have a bunch of different options depending on what's going on. So it could just be a little suctioning of fat, which if it was really a little pooch would probably be one hour. That's two years of working out gone in an hour. Uh, and if there's a lot of pooch <laughs> and a lot of skin, then you do something like a tummy tuck where you cut out the skin and the fat directly. 
and fill it back up, that's more like two hours or so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me stop you for a second. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I've been busting my butt on this Peloton, on this treadmill, boxing in gyms, and I got this little pooch that I can't get rid of. It will not get... And you can make that go away and out... How long am I out, though? How long... Wait, no, yeah, how long am I, like, on the DL, though, where I can't do anything? Truthfully, I have patients who are in the public arena who have a little bit of suction here or there. They go back to work or or back on a screen with clothes on in, like, three days. Let's go. Okay, hold on. I'm just just asking. These are hypothetical questions. How much would that cost? Like, for for real, hypothetical. Like, some, some guy comes in off the streets. About six foot, six foot one, kind of nerdy guy. Wears glasses. Got a little pooch, yeah. How much would that cost? Not me, though, but how much would that cost? Yeah, not you, but someone else. Yeah, yeah I actually don't pay attention to that part of the uh, business. My job is to take care of patients. I mean, you know, it costs, it costs money, obviously. It's surgery, and there's a whole team, and there's anesthesia. $3,000? More than that, yeah. More than 5000 <laughs> I, I really, yes, probably more than that, right. but not that. I'm much. just working out. It depends. Okay. Oh. <laughs> All right. I was about to decommit completely. I mean, I mean, hypothetically, <laughs> hey, for your friend. To, yeah, my buddy, yeah. my buddy Robbie Jones. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Let me ask you a question, Doctor Unger. Right now, Doctor Unger is on with us. Owns Maxwell Aesthetics. He worked with Bay on her breast reconstruction after she had cancer. He worked with. With Ray, Ray got Botox. I don't know why Ray got Botox. Ray got Botox. But why are you called a plastic surgeon? Oh, that's a great question, Bobby. It actually comes from the Greek word plastikos, which means to mold. So we create and create shapes, whether it's tummies or breasts or faces. And so we work throughout the entire body to rebuild form and function. I'm going to use that someday. Yeah. I would say at a party, but I'm going to parties even out of COVID. <laughs> someday, someday though. I'm going to pull that out of my butt and be like, yeah, duh, plasticos. But if you, you ever know? are at a party, now you have mm-hmm. a great factoid. Uh, Eddie, you have a question for Dr. Unger? I do, I do. So so back to the whole Botox thing. Ray calls it Brotox. Is that something just dumb Ray is doing? Or Dr. Unger, is this something you're behind too? Are you calling it Brotox as well? <laughs> it's a thing. It's not just a Raymundo thing. Um it's Botox for the bros. You know, we, wanna, we want men yeah! to feel empowered, too. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but we mean, did you call it Botox when he came in, or did he name it that when he came on the show because he read it on the internet? I'm going to take the fifth. Okay, he read it on the internet. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that means right there. Lunchbox, do you have a question for Dr. Unger? Is it embarrassing for guys to get Botox? Do a lot of guys, like, wear sunglasses <laughs> and hats when they come in because they don't want people to know? <laughs> No, man, it shouldn't be. Well, it should it's, be. You know, it's just a natural progression <laughs> of taking care of yourself and exercising and wanting to look good. I mean, there's no shame in that game. <laughs> agree with that. I, can, I heard that. <laughs> Dr. Unger, we appreciate what you do. On the serious tip, it's that you do work with a lot of cancer patients. I mean, that's what yeah. I know you from. And yeah. we have questions because we're kind of dum-dums about plastic surgery in general. Um, I'll, I have to also take relay your message to uh, Robbie Jones, my friend. <laughs> but <laughs> other yeah. than that, like, I, you know, we appreciate, you know, what you do, you know, because you do help a lot of people get their life back in a very serious way. So we appreciate you coming on the show and you can follow Dr. Unger at Dr. J- Jacob Unger on Instagram. What, what do your friends call you, Dr. Unger? Jacob. Hey, do, you, do your friends get a discount, Jacob? 
Sure they do, Bobby. See, Come on. See me? I, I call the check. See? <laughs> do friends of friends. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's a thing. It's just an office thing. <laughs> nice. I like your office then. All right, there he is. Hey, Raymundo, do you have a question before we go from Dr. Unger? I know you know him already, but I don't know if you're sitting over there on something. Yeah, I just have something cool to say. I think he's great because I really didn't. This is going to sound uninformed, but I didn't know that women were able to keep their breasts after cancer and that what his ability to do what he does. We've even known other women that have gone to him after they got the reconstruction because he then made them perfect. So I just want to say props, dude. You give women confidence all over Nashville, dude. Thanks, man. I appreciate you guys, and thanks for having me on. It's all been awesome, and... Uh, I really appreciate it. All right, there he is. Yeah. I think we should clap him out. Yeah, that, that was a good great. interview. Dr. Unger. All right. Love to see that. It's time for the good news. With Bobby. Tell me something good. We recently told you about Jackson Dempsey, the eight-year-old who saved his baby sister while she was choking. Remember how he saved her, Eddie? Um, no, I don't remember. He saw John Cena. Oh, right, from the movie. Uh-huh. They were in their car. Their dad was driving. He was able to pat his 20-month-old sister on the back to free the chicken. And he said, hey, I saw the substitutes. And one episode, John Cena (laughs) explains how to save someone who's choking. So since that story broke, we talked about it here, the actor and WWE champion reached out to Jackson with a personal message of thanks. Here's a clip of John Cena. Now, I heard a story about you, and it really touched my heart. A story that in a time of crisis, you were brave enough to take action. And in doing so, you saved your little sister's life. I really want to say thank you for being you, Jackson. Thank you for being an inspiration. Thank you from all of us. That's pretty cool. Way to go, John Cena. John Cena messaged that kid. They had to be like, wow. (laughs) That's so cool. That's a great story. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. In a few minutes, we're going to do What's the Haps, where we go around the room and check in on what's happening with everybody. I'm thinking about auditioning for a commercial. That's in my What's the Haps. What do you mean? Well, I'll tell you in a minute, but I saw an ad come up about auditioning for a commercial. And usually, that's not... (laughs) At this part of my career, it's a bit sometimes the opposite, right? People will come to me and go, hey, would you like to do this TV commercial? And almost 99% of the time, I say, no, thank you. But I saw one, and I think, I may have to go audition for that. Let's go. But I'll tell you about it coming up in like 10 minutes. I want to hear about this. All right, let's do the news. Let's go. Bobby's Big Story. Well, last night on American Idol, Luke Bryan was not there. As you may have heard after the show ended yesterday, Luke Bryan got COVID, and he was not able to be on American Idol last night. Briefly, for a second, I thought I was going to fill in as a a judge. Oh, they didn't ask you? Well, no. No. But I thought. (laughs) Well, because here's the thing. I'm in Los Angeles. When Ryan went down, I guess hosted American Idol. Yeah, I remember that. I'm here, and there's a lot of COVID testing that has to be done in order to get on set. And I was like, oh, I'm about to get the call. And they've often said, hey, if somebody goes down, you're next up. Let's be honest. I got great opinions. And so they uh, they said, Luke's got COVID. And I was like, oh, here we go. And then I heard they got Paula real quick oh. and got her tested. And so she was on last night, Paula Abdul. But I thought for a second I was going to be on. But it, I am out here now uh, mentoring the top 12. What's in that up? scenario, Bones, though, do you try to, like, you go to them and say, hey, uh, you, do you find a fill-in? Like, I'd love to do that. Or do you just wait? It's a little bit of both. They know. They know. Um, I thought it might happen. It ended up not happening. But I would have also put Paula Abdul on over me, too. Sure, yeah. It was a great stunt guest host, you know? Yeah. She was, she was one of the OGs. She's OG, yeah. It made the news yesterday afternoon. So I did not get to meet her because I was not there last night. Um, but I am working all day today with the top 12. So uh, hope Luke gets better, heals up, whatever you want to say. He's fine. 
I know he is hoping to be back on set next week if he can get cleared. So um, there you go. But that's uh, uh, for a minute. I was worried about him. But listen, ah, don't get me started on the ACMs. I'm, I'm, I'm not going there. Uh-oh, I'm not okay. going there. I'm not going there. <laughs> what I was told and what I, I'm not going there. Um, other news. Hit the clip, Ray. Bobby's other story. A Domino's customer in Minnesota allegedly threatened workers with a gun over a dispute about pizza toppings. Apparently, the customer wanted to get the toppings on the side. The pizzeria was unable to do so. It happened at a Domino's in Rochester, Minnesota. This is from MyFox47. Apparently, the customer had requested his pizza with toppings on the side. Restaurant says, hey, man, we can't do that. So then he drove up to the restaurant's drive-thru argued, threw several pizza slices at the workers in the restaurant, pulled out a gun, pointed at the workers before driving off. If I was working in that restaurant, I'd be like, this is not worth this. This is not, like, what's So you would just give him the sides? I would give him whatever he wanted. I'd be like, what do you want, buddy? Heck, Lunchbox went into a... Little Caesars. Little Caesars. They let him cook his own microwave pizza. (laughs) Yeah. Good people there. Because they didn't want to deal with it. (laughs) Local police later located him who admitted to visiting the Domino's but denied pointing a gun at the workers. Police did not find a weapon in his car. While it was initially reported he would be facing charges, he was just decided or just uh, cited for disorderly conduct. Mm-hmm. So he's going to get out of the whole gun situation? I guess so. I mean, honestly, man, I've never heard of anyone asking for toppings on the side. That's that's interesting to me. Let me think about this for a second. <laughs> like, have you ever said, I want a pepperoni and olives uh, pizza, but on the side, not on the pizza? Yes, I have, actually. What? Stop it. <laughs> not that exact, but sometimes I like pepperoni pizza, and I like to put those pepperoni peppers on it, right? Yes, but, but those ca- hold, come on the Eddie, side. Those- Eddie, I'm speaking. Okay. Eddie. All right. But what happens is if you order them on the on the pizza, sometimes they sprinkle over into the other pieces too. Little, little bits will, and so sometimes I'll just say, hey, "Can I get some pepperoncinis on the side?" And I'll sprinkle them myself. And also, when you're cooking them into the pizza, it's not as good. Correct. So I like to sprinkle them on top. <laughs> All right. So yes, I have actually. <laughs> well, then there you go. Somebody's done it. Uh, one more story: video footage that shows potential UFOs flying above a U.S. Navy warship was leaked to a documentary filmmaker, and the Pentagon now says, because of pressure, that the images are real. Quote, I can confirm that the referenced photos and videos were taken by Navy personnel. That is from the Department of Defense. Wow. I'm looking at it now. They look like pyramids in the sky. They're shaped like a pyramid, and they're floating around. And this is what they say. They made sure in this briefing that this is not something that we own, it's not something that a foreign military has, and they do not know what was going on. They look like pyramids. They're flying pyramids. You're watching the video now? Yes. So is it clear, or are we dealing with one of these Bigfoot videos where it's so like grainy and you can't even see what you're looking at? Well, it's in the night sky, Eddie. I, I mean, I mean, I mean it's, I'm telling you, in a day, in an age where like we have HD 4K crystal clear vision, we still can't get a good image of Bigfoot or these UFOs. You definitely can tell that it is a pyramid-shaped thing flying in the air with other pyramids. Oh, okay. Well, that's good enough for me. I mean, you're, you're seeing it through a scope, so it's, you know, it is dark sky, Eddie, but it's also like that infra-green. Oh, right. Yeah, the night vision. Yeah. All right. So, uh, I'm in. Count me in for uh, <laughs> aliens. All right. That is the news. Thank you. Bobby's Big Story. Let's just check in with the room and see what's happening in everyone's life. 
and I'll go first. It's What's the Haps? Hey! Hey, what's the haps? I mentioned a few minutes ago that I may audition for a commercial. They didn't approach me to audition, and honestly, at this point in my career, if it's a TV commercial, people will come to me and go, hey, would you like to uh, do this commercial for us? We'll pay you money. And most times I say no. Even on this show, I turned down nine out of ten commercials to do. But I saw this one, and I thought, how could I not audition for this? Sonic drive-in commercials are casting. She writes, hi, my name is Luke Meredith. I'm casting for a media entertainment company. We're casting real people, families, coworkers, carpoolers from the greater Nashville area for the next round of Sonic drive-in commercials. Come on! And if you're interested in trying out, let me know. Either here or at, she puts her email address. Shooting a set for mid-May. Those involved will be compensated. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, how, they will. How, how, how do I not audition for this? This has got your name all over it, dude. They might as well say, Bobby, do you see this? Bobby, this is for you on the internet. Bobby, you and Caitlin, there has never been a commercial made for you as perfectly as this. Right? Yeah, I agree completely. Listen, I come on. I talk about Sonic. They have never paid me a nickel. They've never even given me a free Bobby, Caitlin water, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> Caitlin and I often define how far apart we grew grew from each other by Sonics. I think we said there are 27 Sonics between where we grew up. From Mountain Pine, Arkansas, and in Oklahoma, where she's from, Fort Gibson. We are a Sonic family. Heck, we've tried to get the president of the company on. We can't get him on. It's crazy. So I may have to go audition for this commercial. Do you think I would get it? I I don't know. I mean, I, I I would think you can get it, but I mean... I don't know if they're looking for a celebrity or they're looking for normal people. Oh, no, people. no. I'll go in not as, not as Bobby Bones. Well, so what are you going to wear? Like a fake mustache and I, <laughs> no glasses? What are you going to do? I just want to be a normal guy. Uh, one time, I'm one here time. to audition. <laughs> they're going to recognize you. Nico Johnson. No, Nico Jackson. No, oh, Nico, Nico Johnson. Johnson his, his friend. Oh. Yeah. Well, not brother. They don't have the same last name. Oh, good call. Yeah, Never mind. Yeah, yeah, Dang yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, I'll let you guys know what happens there. Yes. Uh, what's the haps? Hey! What's the haps? Let's go into the glass room. Raymundo, what's happening with you? Well, uh, I believe it was the CDC. Somebody said, hey, that second COVID vaccine you get, a small percentage of Americans are going to get sick from it. So I thought, oh, I'm good to go. I got the second vaccine shot. And I'm going to tell you, I was sick as a dog. I, my head felt hollow. My body had the chills. I was eating warm soup with a sweatshirt on. It was 80 degrees outside. So really? be careful, guys. Yeah, that's basically the more you know on that one. How much did you, uh, how long were you knocked out? It's just a day. The next day you wake up feeling fine, but it comes out of nowhere. And for whatever reason, I was shaking the entire day and I just couldn't shake it. You were shaking and couldn't shake it. I like it. <laughs> Kaylin got extremely song. sick too for, I would say about 36 hours for her. So yeah, some people get it. Not me. I got it and felt better. I actually was a better version of myself. Oh, I was right. more caring, more giving. <laughs> I was bench pressing more. It's fantastic. Uh, all right. Thank you, Raymundo. Hey, what's the haps? Eddie, what's the haps? Well, you know, over the weekend, the Masters was on, and so there's a lot of golf. And my boys have been playing a little bit of golf in the backyard, swinging. They all have clubs. So I said, I'm going to go ahead and take the risk and take all three of my boys, my 13-year-old, my 7-year-old, my 6-year-old foster son. Like, we're going to all go play golf. So we went, and I, I, I mean, I'm going to tell you right now, it's the last time I'm ever going to do that. Like, oh, really? It, yeah, you you can't take four boys to a golf course and 
and that don't know how to play golf. They want phones. They wanted to wrestle on the greens. I'm like, guys, you can't wrestle. They're playing in the sand traps. <laughs> They're getting balls from the ponds. There's people waiting for us. Like, this is not good. However, they were actually a lot better than I thought They're at hitting the ball and actually understanding the game. So now daddy's going to take them one at a time. I'm probably going to try to take one maybe once a month, and we'll start that way. Did you see the guy who won the Masters? He was flying back to Japan, and he was in the Chicago airport. He was, he was connecting, I guess, to fly. I think he said to Tokyo. He's just chilling in the airport by himself with the green jacket laid over an airport chair. I love that. I did see that. That's, that's so great. You know how proud of himself that he is. He's going to wear that jacket for the rest of the week. No, no. He's chilling in an airport by himself. It's like a commercial. Like he, you, wins, he wins basically the Super Bowl of golf. And then just gets on an airplane and just chilling by himself with his green jacket, just just hanging there in the airport. Would you expect him to be in a, a private plane and not be in an airport? Is that it? I guess even if it's not private, because a private plane from here to Japan would cost half a million dollars. Yeah, exactly. But I would still expect him to be in like some Delta lounge or something <laughs> where they come and get him. Yeah, I, I didn't cool. expect him just to be hanging out <laughs> by the by the Wetzel's pretzels. Hey, celebrities are just like us, Bones. I guess so. Uh, finally, one more. Hey! Hey! What's the hat? Lunchbox, what's going on? Oh, man, guys, now that I'm double vaccinated, I went in a grocery store. I haven't been inside a grocery store in seven months, and so it was like a foreign feeling walking in there and being like, wow, look at all these groceries, because we've been doing order online, and I was just like, you know what? <laughs> I'm double vaccinated. I can go and get the couple groceries we need, and it just felt so weird, but so awesome at the same time walking around. Oh, this is what how many eggs they have. I can pick which what? kind. <laughs> and I'd pick that egg. And then, oh, look at all the selection of milk. I'll take Wait, that. It hasn't gotten different <laughs> since you got. <laughs> Guys, when you haven't seen something for seven months, yeah. it's like a whole new experience. It's like, wow. Well, can I say something? And I, I don't want to bring you down at all, but the vaccination isn't supposedly working until after two weeks from when you get it. Well, that'll be a couple days away, so I'm almost two weeks, but I felt good enough that I was like, I'm going to go in the grocery store, and I did it, and it was just like, wow, this is so weird. I'm going to the gym Monday of next week, because I'll be two weeks out. And when you walk in there, you're going to be like, wow. Look at the eggs. I can't believe there's so many eggs in the gym. (laughs) Look at the milk. What's this bar? Do I lift it? What do I do with this? (laughs) It's weird, because I've been... Was down in Florida, and hey, they're, they're not even wearing masks in Florida, right? Yeah. I choose to wear masks, but they don't even wear masks, and heck, and half the places, even inside, nobody's wearing masks. But but then I'm in California now doing American Idol, and it's the exact opposite. Like if you're in the bathroom by yourself, you're still you got three masks on. <laughs> I mean, it is bizarro how each state is different. I'm somewhere in the middle. If I'm inside, I got a mask on. If I'm outside, I don't feel like I need to wear a mask. And I've also, I've been vaccinated now. But it is crazy. Same country, completely different rules. All right, that's what's up. Thank you, guys. That's what's the haps. Hey. Hey, what's the haps? I didn't know my TikTok was going to be so controversial about something that's not controversial at all. I listed the top five nicest country artists. Oh, that's cool. You can tell me who I left off after I'm done with the list, okay? Okay. Everybody think about theirs. At number five, I put Little Big Town. I got a girl. All four of them are really nice. All of them. Usually you get one rotten egg. No, not in this band. All four of them are amazing. And in different ways. At five, Little Big Town. 
at number four. And I'm very honored to say that if I see her out somewhere, we talk like buds. We don't hang out. But she's also someone that I looked up to forever. Like, she come on the radio, I'll be like, she's the greatest. And number four is Reba. I love Reba. It's amazing. She's so nice to me. So I put her on there. Number four. She doesn't have to be. Heck, her old boyfriend before this one, Cricket, whatever his name was. Oh, Orville or something. No, after that one. Oh, okay. Cricket. (laughs) You remember that guy? Grasshopper? Whatever his name was. I talked to him for a long time. He was awesome. (laughs) At number three, Dan and Shay. Oh, the guy's name was Skeeter. Skeeter. Yeah, back in the day. I think she has another... Another guy she dated now, but at number three on my nice artist list is Dan and Shay. Yeah, they're awesome. From the moment we knew them, they've been great dudes. Like they should totally be jerks right now because they're so famous. So but big. There's no, they're awesome. And not only are they so famous, they're also not given the credit they deserve. They're constantly shattering records, doing things that other people then mimic. Number three, two nicest guys, Dan and Shay. At number two. Luke Bryan. I say it a lot. If you didn't know he was super famous and super rich, you wouldn't know he was super famous and super rich. Just the nicest guy. And at number one, Keith Urban. Oh, man. To me, he's the nicest guy. And again, just from my personal experiences with him, but has always went out of his way to be kind, not just nice. You like Keith Urban? Love Keith Urban. I mean, out of everyone you mentioned now, I'm just like, crap, who do I like? say you left off the list? Because you well, nailed everything. We'll go around. There are other people that I was like, oh, man, I should have put them on there. But to me, Keith Urban, because anytime we're like, hey, we're doing something for a charity, boom, he's up here. He'll just drive from the house to come up here. He'll text me listening to the show. I also include his wife, Nicole Kidman, in this because she's also super nice. She'll come up to me if we're at a, an awards thing and be like, oh, listen to the show. This week we was in town. We she loved says it. That? Yes. Wow. He invited me to his house on Christmas Eve once when I was in Australia. <laughs> That's amazing. For a Christmas party. So Keith Urban is the best. He was the best at all stages of my career here in Nashville. When we didn't know him and when I do know him. So I put Keith Urban at number one. My honorable mention, but I just haven't spent – as much time with her as I have the rest of these folks as Dolly. I've spent a little time. But always so nice. Always the nicest. And then people are like, why didn't you put Garth? I know. I might have missed that one. <laughs> I'll tell you I right now. I might have missed that one. That's my dude. I know. I might have missed that one. Who did I miss, Eddie? All right, so I, I for sure I'm going to have to say Garth because he is a mega, mega superstar, and it's just a weird thing that I don't know if he got trained a long time ago or it's just the way his mind works, but if he's met you before, some weird way he remembers you and he says, hey, Eddie, how you doing? Good to see you. I'm like, what? You're Garth. We've met once or twice, and that's it. There's no way that you're supposed to remember me or walk into a room and say hi to everyone in that room. He is extremely nice. He's like, hey, Mike D, social security number 2296428, right? Still the same social security number? Mike's like, yeah. yeah How see, did you I, do that? Yeah. Uh, yeah, Garth's a good one. Lunchbox? Easy. Tim McGraw. I just think everywhere I see him, anytime I have an interaction with him, comes over, says hello, talks, you know, can talk about anything. Doesn't have to be about music. Talk about sports, life. Great dude. Raymundo, who do we miss on the nice artist list? Jake Owen. You know, and Jake was upset he didn't make the list. Oh, did he? Re- he let me know. Yeah. <laughs> what did he say? He's, 
He said, how did I not make the list? He said, what do I got to do? He's a real nice dude. He's a good dude. The thing with Jake and I, though, is I know him as a buddy. And so he, we hang out. And, like, Eddie, you're a nice guy, but I know you. So you're not going to put me on the list because we're friends. Well, because I know, like, all the dimensions of you. Yeah, same with Jake. Yeah. That that makes perfect sense. I felt too close to that. And Dan and Shay, almost too close. Mm-hmm. Heck, even Luke... It starts to be a weird, so I'm just going to say I messed up by leaving. I should have made a top 20. I get it. Morgan, who did I forget? I feel like um, Cole Swindell should be on this list. Cole's a good guy. Because he always comes in. He's really nice. Every time, like, if I see him out in Nashville, he always comes up and says hi, makes Mm -hmm. a point to have conversations. Like, he's just a great one. I missed that one, too. I'm so stupid. (laughs) (laughs) Now I see why it's controversial. I'm hating myself right now. Yeah, that's a good one, too. Missed a lot of them. There's a lot of good folks around here. I'm put Kelsey on there. Kelsey's really nice. You know who's really nice and like Lunchbox said, will always just talk to you? Darius Rucker. Yeah, the greatest. Yeah. I mean, the, he he has no reason to be nice, but he is the nicest I dude. I stand by my list, though. Hey, it's just five. You have to choose five. It's hard. It's tough, but somebody's got to do it. <laughs> That's Actually, you. nobody has to do it at all. <laughs> but there you go. You can follow me on TikTok, Mr. Bobby Bones. Thank you, guys. Bobby Bones Show. Bonehead. Story of the day. This story comes to us from Chicago, Illinois. A 26-year-old man, 1.30 a.m., walks up to another person, pulls out a gun, says, give me your wallet. And then he goes to put the gun back and shoots himself in the leg. Does he continue with the robbery, though? Nah, uh, police and ambulance had to be called. He was taken to the hospital. (laughs) He's in stable condition. Because I wonder, do you just... Go, okay, well, I've already been shot. Let me still get your money because I still got a gun. And then if you're the guy getting robbed, what do you do in that situation? Right. Do you do start you laughing? Call, or do you or? call the cop? I don't think you laugh because he still has a gun. Oh, right, right, right. But he's hurt. I know. He's obviously in pain. I mean, he went down. <laughs> Did they call 911 for him? It doesn't say. just says that someone... That's a good question. Like, if someone's robbing you and shoots themselves, do you then help them? I, I feel like I would go like, oh, are you okay? They grab the gun and then be like, ha sucker, gotcha. And then call the cops <laughs> because he was cops. robbing you. Yes. Yeah, maybe. That's what I would do. I always thought I would do something like that, too, <laughs> until I got a gun held to my head. <laughs> and you didn't and do you that. you don't. <laughs> you just try not to pee too hard down your leg. That's uh, it. All right, thank you, Lunchbox. I'm Lunchbox. That's your bonehead story of the day. All right, your top songs in country music this week. At number three, it's Thomas Rhett, What's Your Country Song? At number two, Gabby Barrett, The Good Ones. He's one of the good ones. A love like he one like he That's a jam. I'll say it. That's a jam. The last few weeks, we've had some songs in the top three that weren't jams. That's a jam. That Gabby Barrett's got two good songs now that's out. And then number one, The Jam. Chris Stapleton, starting over. You don't matter to me. Good for Chris Stapleton. The guy needs it. He's had no success. <laughs> yeah, he needed this one. Uh, the number one pop song, Billie Eilish, Therefore I Am. And the number one hip-hop song is Megan The Stallion, featuring the Baby. This is Cry Baby. All right, there you go. That's what's up. Those are the number one songs in music. 
go out and stream something today. Eddie, you listen to anything right now, new or good or anything? Uh, what did I listen to recently? Oh, the new Brett Eldridge album. I, mean, I don't know how old that is, but I just got the vinyl for it, so I listened to that one over and over. It came out during pandemic, so it's like a day old. Yeah. I mean, everything they can during <laughs> pandemic has no time. It's That's possibly my favorite album from the last year. I didn't realize how chill it is, mm-hmm. you know, because Brett has these upbeat jams or whatever, and I think there's one or two in there, but for the most part, it's so chilling, and I love listening to it. Uh, let's see, the last songs that I've even saved. Uh, Post Malone, Only Want to Be With You, the Hootie and Lowfish cover. Yeah. I just haven't been that moved by music lately, honestly. Have you listened to the new Taylor Swift releases? I heard the old ones. No, but but these are different, I've heard. No, I have not. I, imagine four, 15-year-old Taylor songs, but sung now with older Taylor. I'm sure it sounds way different. You're saying I'm sure. You're giving me a lecture and you don't even know? I, I haven't heard. I t- Mike D and I talked about it the other day, and I'm like, I really need to listen to these because even he was listening and he said he liked them. All right. Thank you, Eddie, for the TED Talk on something you haven't listened to. <laughs> it's only what I've heard. Okay. You guys have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye, everybody. Bones. Bobby Bones. The Bobby Bones Show.